You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going well. Busy one. Um, my Steelers lost in ugly fashion Sunday night, so that's just made the beginning of the week here a little bit busier. Recap stuff and more shows than usual, but I think I get to exhale a little bit after this, so I can't complain. How about you? Yeah, things are pretty good here. Uh, I got a couple days off due to uh, due to the holiday yesterday. Yeah, yeah. We've we've got COVID running through our house, so I'm um, no, no. I've I've avoided it, but I'm hanging out with the sick kiddos. No, oh, okay. Well, best of luck to all. Yeah, it gives gives me a little bit more time to to work at least. Everybody's, uh, you know, as healthy as they can be, considering. But it's it's not too bad. Uh, Matt, this week we have started our team reviews of the 2021 season. Uh, I, I know uh, they they started those yesterday. We're, we're really starting from the bottom up here, looking at the the worst teams in the league, how they finished. Maybe what we can look forward to at the same time. So, Matt, today we're talking Houston Texans All right. and New York Jets. A couple teams that finished 4-13. and 13. We'll start with the Texans. 4-13, and 13, actually third place in the AFC South. They uh, beat out the Jaguars and I think overall performed a lot better than anyone expected them to. This was a team that uh, a lot of people were, were talking about. Uh, almost certainly having the top pick in the 2022 NFL draft, potentially winning no games. David Culley leads the way uh, to four wins. That didn't matter. He still gets the ax. He's gone. So they're looking for a new head coach as we speak. Uh, Before we get into some specifics here, what were your kind of overall takeaways on the Texans season? Yeah, a lot of what you said. I mean, their roster building was unique, to say the least, and I thought, wow, this is about the worst roster I've ever seen entering the season, especially with Watson not being in the mix. Um, what they did, though, which I thought was interesting, and people forget when Belichick took over the Patriots, he did something similar, was they signed 30-some free agents, you know, uh, the, the land of misfit toys, I've been calling them. I mean, guys yeah. that have been in the league but nobody really wanted and, you know, counting on for major roles. Signed all those guys to one-year deals so that they were all super hungry and created a lot of competition and developed a hard-nosed environment there, you know, and then they'll reward some of them and bring them back and others will fall off and they'll find someone just like them. Um, and in the end, they played hard for 17 games. They won a few I didn't think they would. I actually thought they got better as the season went on. I mean, there's a couple teams like the Jags and especially the Giants where you can't say that about. They got worse. And the little-known fact, too, is because the offense was so bad for much of the year, people didn't realize that the defense was pretty respectable start to finish. It wasn't a bad group. Yeah, kind of kind of feel bad for for David Coley. Certainly hope he yeah, yeah. latches on somewhere. I really felt like he did a good job. Of course, the elephant in the room here is Deshaun Watson. We we just don't know yet. I know Drew Davenport, uh, who we've had on the show to talk about Watson and and other issues in the past. He is a um, he he's a lawyer and he has certainly followed this story closely. 
he posted a a thread on Twitter last week, and I, you know, for all the negative and the the bad news that we've had regarding Watson uh, over the past uh, almost the past year now, uh, Drew was fairly confident. I, I don't want to use. No, okay. I don't know if I want to use that word, that. but. Um, it, had some hope at least that we might see Watson on the field in 2022. And uh, I still don't think that's a certainty, but uh, kind of trending that way. It felt like from the information he was sharing, definitely suggest uh, going out to Twitter and checking that out. When you think about this team, Matt, um, Deshaun Watson, obviously one of the key players, even with the missed season, Brandon cooks, uh, an important name there. Who's the who's the best player from a dynasty asset? The most valuable dynasty player? I I think it's got to be Cooks, right? Um, real quick, I, I think uh, Cauley probably got let go because they weren't they were shocked that Flores became available, mm. and Flores is also being linked to the Giants. But I wonder. I mean, I'm putting the tinfoil hat on here a little bit. Apparently, Flores got let go with Miami because he didn't like Tua and management and ownership did. And he did like Watson. Is the bridge totally burned if Flores would go to Houston to bring Watson back? I mean, I feel like it is. Um, Probably. Watson did did say recently um, that... He he still wants out of Houston, basically. So uh, I don't I don't think it's too crazy to project a uh, a Watson and um, Flores. Flores, thank you. Uh, a Watson and Flores pairing somewhere. I don't think that will be in Houston, though. Okay. Um, but it does seem like like those two want to end up uh, part of the same Morgan, franchise. Yeah. So we'll see about that. I don't think Watson ever plays for Houston again. I think that's still um, almost a, almost a certainty. And if you take him out of the out of the equation from a dynasty standpoint, it's it's really just Brandon Cooks and not much else. Uh, some, some I was going to cheat and not take him out of the equation and say I would trade Brandon Cooks for Watson in a heartbeat in any format. I certainly would, and obviously in in a super flex league, even in a one quarterback league, you would rather have Watson still. I would, and I think Cooks is a little underrated. I think he's a very good player. He's had a crazy career. It's not like people, you know, can't stand him like To at the end of his career, and they're right. just dumping him. They're giving up good stuff for him. He's just moved a lot. Yeah, some nice rookie seasons for the Texans. Davis Mills, mm-hmm. I think, played well enough to uh, at least be in the running to be the 2022 starter there at quarterback. Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, couple pass catchers who came on uh, in the back half of the season. I think they will be contributors but that's this that's really who we're talking about some of those veterans that they did give a chance to in 2021 are free agents that includes tyrod taylor david johnson uh, chris conley you know maybe those guys are back probably not uh i would would think not especially with tyrod taylor uh rex burkhead actually played well enough to get a a new contract he he was set to be a free agent and they uh they give him a a new deal locking him in for another season. So that's, that's kind of interesting. He played well down the stretch as well. Um, when you talk about a disappointing player, Matt, I think it, it's gotta be David Johnson. You know, we looked at him yeah. as a, a player who needed, needed a fresh start. 
um, got out of Arizona a, a, a while ago, and and it just hasn't mattered. He, he just looks he looks like he's dust at this point. Yeah, I, I thought there was something left in the tank, and there isn't. Um, Burkhead's a great example of what we were just talking about. Sign a bunch of guys to one-year deals, reward the ones that come through for you. Um, I do like Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan, but I think they'll always be spokes in the wheel and not the guy pedaling the bike, so to speak. You know, I mean, that guy probably isn't on the team yet. And I do think Davis Mills is interesting. I mean, I would, if, if you said, Williamson, who's your bet to be the Texans opening day starter? I think it would be Mills. And I don't know enough about this incoming rookie class, this draft class, but it sure sounds like you can make a, an argument with that with one year of NFL tape to say, I think I like Mills better than Pickett, Howell, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. I think um, when you think about the draft picks they have, where they're going to be, I think it makes a lot of sense to uh, roll with Davis Mills for mm-hmm. this 2022 season. Let's look at those three rookies. We'll finish on this note with the Texans. Mills, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan. If you're buying one of those from a dynasty standpoint, who's it going to be? It's hard for me to turn my nose up at a hot young tight end, and Jordan absolutely <laughs> is. I think Collins' best days are ahead of him, though. <laughs> I think he's a legit number two in the NFL. I don't throw that around lightly. And I'm starting to believe that Mills is a starting NFL quarterback, but I guess I'd go Jordan. Sounds like you believe in all three of them, at least yeah, a like, little yeah. bit. The, the price is still... Um, very fair for all three. You look at January DLF ADP, Collins, 132 overall, Brevin Jordan, 184, and Davis Mills, 209. Of course, that is one quarterback ADP, as I said. So Mills further down the list. But um, taking a chance on on all three of those guys wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. I'm, I'm going Brevin Jordan out of that group. Okay. Matt, when we come back, we'll move over and talk about the New York Jets. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON, that's all caps, all one word, LOCKED ON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, everything you can think of. To your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available in 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. We've started our 2021 team review series. Uh, From the bottom up, that means we're talking about some of the worst teams in the NFL. We already talked about the Houston Texans in our first segment. Let's move over to the Big Apple and the New York Jets. Just like the Texans, they were 4-13. That was good for fourth in the AFC East. And this was was a rough situation. Uh, Matt, this team relied quite a bit on rookies, which was... Uh, something we normally like to see Zach Wilson at quarterback, the second overall pick. Uh, they also had Elijah Moore at wide receiver, Michael Carter at running back. All three of those players look like cornerstone pieces for this team. I think Wilson certainly struggled earlier in the season. I, I feel like we saw some improvement, 
in the last several weeks, the last five or six weeks of the season. We'll see if that carries over into next season. Uh, beyond those three, it's it's not great for the Jets. They spent big money on Corey Davis a year ago. He was in and out of the lineup, ultimately uh, probably viewed as a disappointment. Maybe you could call him the most disappointing player on this Jets team. Interesting team, though. I mean, I agree that Wilson got better. You mentioned all the rookie snaps. I I think they were the most rookie snaps of any team in the league. I know the top three are the Jets, Lions, because I know the Steelers are third. They're the only two that have played more rookie snaps this year than Pittsburgh. So a lot of valuable experience. And thinking about rookies, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, rookie offensive coordinator, second-year GM, you know, like tons of rookie snaps. You know, I mean, Becton was a rookie last year and didn't play. I mean, so... Really, guys learning the hard way you know, is the way I think this goes. Um, I, I have some optimism, though. I, I think Douglas is a really good GM and will build a winning team here. I've got some optimism for this team as well. Um, they'll We would expect them to continue to build. A couple of um, veteran free agents, we presume, are on the way out. That includes Jamison Crowder, Braxton Berrios, who had some nice... Uh, mm-hmm. Nice games for the Jets uh, late in the season as well. Uh, so they'll, they've got Wilson, Michael Carter, as I mentioned, more Corey Davis, Denzel Mims. This is a player that that's still hanging around, still hanging around dynasty rosters. Um, a, a guy who was a hot rookie target late in the first round uh, in the 2020 season. Uh, what do you think? Are we, are we totally giving up on him or uh, still a little bit of hope? I'm giving up on him. I'm giving up on him in terms of stashing him on my dynasty rosters. Uh, I, I do think there's a legit chance he gets traded to somebody else that had a, a good college grade on him. Then we can reassess it. But I don't know that I'm going and targeting him and now hoping that happens. So I liked him a lot coming out of school, but it's he is not he doesn't fit the system at all now. I mean, he's not a he doesn't look like Debo Samuel. That's for sure. Who's your dynasty buy on this team? Who would you be targeting this offseason at the right price? I adore Elijah Moore. Mm. I loved him coming out of school, paid up for him in rookie drafts, so I am not wavering on that at all. I was the opposite on Carter, and he was flat out better than I thought. And I'll be honest, I can kind of take or leave some pro football focus numbers and whatnot, but one of my favorite stats they have is yards after contact. And he was great in that metric for not, usually that's a David Montgomery type stat, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, Javante Williams. For a little guy, he created a lot on his own. So I'm impressed there. I guess it has to be Zach Wilson, though. I mean, do I think he's out of the woods or would I bet my last dollar he's going to be a successful quarterback? No. But I thought he got better. He's going to have every opportunity to succeed or fail. And I think Douglas will put some stuff around him. I think we agree here again. I'm I'm with you on Elijah Moore. Would love to have him. He's going to be expensive, though. His ADP is sure. already 40 overall. Uh, we're looking at uh, certainly some, some major updates in our dynasty rankings now as we move to the offseason. I've got him as my wide receiver 15. So wow. uh, okay. he's, he's not going to be cheap to acquire. Also with you on Carter, I, w- I was impressed with him, played better than I expected. I- I've heard a lot of people sa- say, we've got to sell M- Michael Carter. 
based on what I've seen, the, the prices are just not there. His, his ADP is 67, which I think is way too high. But when you look at, at trades that are actually happening, you can check that out on the Trade Finder on DLF also. You're not seeing him traded at, at crazy prices. He's uh, rarely even bringing a, a future first-round pick. So hmm. I, I like the idea of selling him. I'm just not sure the price is there to, to back that up. Uh, Real quick on Carter. I mean, I, I was very guilty of this too. I thought when they drafted him, Douglas was just picking him up and he was going to get his back this year as the foundational player. You know, like Carter's a nice value in the mid rounds. We'll really get our guy, you know, a, after the 2021 season. That still might be the case, but maybe not. He might be the guy. Yeah, I mean, Carter, of course, was a, a part of a committee at North Carolina with uh-huh. with Javante Williams. So that that wouldn't be crazy that uh, that you look at him as a player who's more suited to be uh, part of a one two uh, punch rather than kind of having that backfield to himself. Which you know, Ty Johnson, we saw him work in quite a bit. Um, Tevin Coleman w- was in and out of the uh, in and out of the lineup with some injuries. Really, that that entire backfield was. Uh, LaMichael Pirine was somebody I th- I thought might be an okay stash yeah. uh, this time a year ago, and, and basically we saw nothing from him. So I think he's he's probably done from a dynasty standpoint. Uh, yeah, if you can get if you can get the return on Carter that kind of lines up with that sixty seven overall ADP, I'm good with selling. I just I just haven't seen that yet. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Matt, who do you consider the most disappointing player? Is it Corey Davis, or would you go a different direction? I'd go Mims, just because I liked yeah, him a lot coming out of fair. school. That's fair. Yeah, yeah both of those guys. Uh, disappointing, like I said, giving up on Mims, I think, is obviously understandable. Corey Davis, just need him need him to stay healthy. He's, yeah. once again, was super inconsistent uh, for that Jets team. Matt, when we come back, we'll hit a couple of listener questions. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting, really. Life changes are exciting, and they usually have tax implications. But maybe you're a full-time employee who decided to freelance, and now you need some advice on how to file as a contractor. Maybe you started driving rideshare after your 9-to-5 job, or maybe... You work in one state but live in another and you need some help reporting your income. So luckily, TurboTax Live has experienced experts dedicating to, dedicated to answering all of your tax questions and finding every deduction for you. And you can talk to them from your phone without ever having to leave your house, which is awesome. Uh, whether you got married, had kids, or changed careers, TurboTax Live experts are ready to help you with your unique tax situation and get you the best tax outcome. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it, TurboTax Live. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode when we continue our 2021 NFL team reviews. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Matt, let's finish up the show today with a couple listener questions. I put this out on Twitter. We got a lot of great ones, as we always do. 
I noticed a theme, though, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised because uh, it seems like a hot topic in the Dynasty community lately has been C.D. Lamb. And if you look at the ADP at, at DLF, he's the wide receiver three. If you look at, uh, I know we've referenced Keep Trade Cut, uh, a pretty cool website you should check out. He's also the wide receiver three there. Uh, and, and we've even done our own rankings updates in the past several weeks. I, I believe we both had him as wide receiver three as well. The production, though, especially lately, just hasn't quite been there. And you look at um, you look at his past two seasons, he's been a wide receiver one, 22% of his games. Uh, just for some comparison, some other players in that same range, A.J. Brown, 33%. Justin Jefferson, 33%. Uh, Debo Samuel, 39%. All of these numbers coming from the past two seasons. Uh, even T. Higgins, slightly lower at 20%. So mm. it, it, there's a sense, certainly. Yeah, certainly a sense on Twitter that uh, we're, over, we're overvaluing this guy. Uh, we got a couple questions in that same vein. First one comes from Conban NFL. Uh, at, at Kanban NFL. How do you value C.D. Lamb going into next season? And also from JB64393, is Lamb someone to trade this offseason? Would you move him for a top five 2022 first rounder? Uh, let me first say no to that. I would not move him for a top five. I was five. about to ask you, do you I like mean, any of these receivers better than him coming out? No, I mean, this is, yeah, right. this is still a player who's... He is the wide receiver three, whether we agree with that or not. That's that's where he's being valued uh, on multiple sites and multiple you know sub communities. You could almost say so. The value is there. Is he overvalued? Is he overrated at that point? Maybe, but you look at contenders. Who are you moving ahead of him? You can make a case for AJ Brown, but he's two years older. He can't stay on the field consistently. You've got the the veterans. Tyreek Hills, 27, Cooper Cup, 28, Devontae Adams, 29, Debo Samuel, this breakout season, 26. So uh, you're losing at least four years with, with each of those players. But again, you could make a case for any of them to be valued and ranked over C.D. Lamb. Matt, what are your thoughts on Lamb? Yeah, a little frustrating for sure. I probably am just holding and betting on the talent that I'm certainly a believer in. I think his situation's quite good. They're probably going to lose Gallup. But guys like Wilson and Schultz keep popping up. Um, I don't think Dak was really 100% healthy any point of the year. And I think Lamb's best days are to come. And his target share should only increase as Cooper gets a little older as well. I can't, But he's frustrating. I mean, the, the, there's no denying the numbers. This is a numbers-based sport that, or you know game we play. And he, he hasn't lived up to his side of the bargain but it's also somewhat of a small sample size. I know he played the whole year, but it's 16 games, 17 games. You know, I mean, uh, let's not kill him quite yet. Um, last note is I can't drop him below the hill. Adams, veteran guys, cop you mentioned. But Lamb versus Debo, I would consider. The more I watch Debo, I'm just blown away by that guy. And what about versus A.J. Brown? I think I'd put Brown over him right now. Okay, so he's probably more like... Four or five Four or for five. you. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I think this is something we do a lot in Dynasty, and, and I've certainly been guilty of it myself. We we get uh, we get too aggressive in ranking and valuing, especially these young players, and it, it happens often at wide receiver. Uh, 
you know, you move, you move DK Metcalf all the way to your wide receiver one spot. I, I think I did that probably this time last year or maybe even the year before. And, and then you start thinking about consistency and, 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 yeah. and upside even, and then you kind of reevaluate and step back and think, okay, did we, did we get a, a little ahead of ourselves? Maybe so. And, and I think rather than thinking CD lamb's a, a bad player or somebody you don't want on your dynasty team or uh, anything like that, it, it's probably more of a case of maybe we've just overvalued him slightly. Is he a little, yeah. should he be the wide receiver three? Maybe not, but he's probably still top five or six option at that position. So I don't think um, I, I don't think I'm panicking. Certainly on CD Lamb, if I've got him on my team, uh, I'm almost certainly holding uh, because partly because of this this kind of negative stigma going around right now that he's he's a disappointment or or even a bust, as I saw someone call him. I don't think those things are true. Uh, if I've got the 103 or 104 pick in my in my startup draft, I don't know that I'm using it on uh, on CD Lamb though. That's that's probably where I'm. Yeah. Uh, looking, if I've got the three pick, I want Jonathan Taylor or Jefferson or Chase. I think that's easy. If I've got anything after that, I'm probably trying to move down, which again will be a common a common thing in drafts this year. I think we both called him a hold, but he would be closer to a buy than a sell for me. I agree. And if this, if this, um, you know, if this thought process, yeah, yeah, if it continues, then absolutely. I'm with you. If you can, I mean, if you can buy him for a future first or a top five first as, as right, the one right. listener suggested, suggested, then yes, I want to do that. I would gladly give uh, one, first rounder for cd lamb in a heartbeat yeah i understand agree that is it for today's show please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcast remember to follow the show at locked on dynasty you can follow matt at williamson nfl and i'm ryan mc23 we'll be back next time with more locked on dynasty